Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. The Triforce is back. I'm Doug. James is here. Tyler's here, as you heard in the intro. We are back, and we are here this week to talk about wide receivers. But in the landscape, speaking of landscaping, I never raked my leaves in my backyard. Whatever. I don't even care. We haven't had any snow. Not like Tyler in Minnesota has been getting absolutely pelted with snow all season long. Uh, Daylight savings. We lost an hour of sleep, but we have an extra hour of daylight at the end of the day. Spring is coming, and so is free agency. Uh, and all these deals where we've got news about trades, we've got news about some free agents that have been signed. We've got all sorts of new stuff. But Tyler's got his hands up and he wants to interrupt <laughs> me per usual. So, so Tyler, I, mess with my flow. Let's I got go. a good daylight saving story. So last night, most of our sleep oh, it was great. Well, no, wasn't tired. So I stayed up, and I thought the new rule started. I was like, hey, we don't have daylight savings. That's that, in my mind, I'm like, hey, that's done. It's over. Whatever. It should be gone. All of a sudden, I look at my phone because I was up till 2 a.m. my time, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's 3. I was like, oh, my God, it's daylight savings. <laughs> I was like, it's not over. The panic set in. It did. It did. And then it's like at the point where you go to bed at 3, and you're sitting there like, I need to fall asleep. And you're just sitting there, eyes wide open, just go to sleep. Go to sleep, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good fun. I, I slept in today. I'm feeling a little under the weather. You can probably hear it in my voice. Uh, the boys were up normal time, and I was like, you know what? I'm laying in bed. So I, I slept in, even though I lost an hour of sleep. It was beautiful. Uh, so yeah. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's just jump into it. But before we jump in, I want you guys to jump in. You know where I want you to jump into? I want you to jump into Underdog, because Underdog is awesome. If you're looking to get in some really early season best balls, you can do it on Underdog. It includes rookies. Obviously, we don't know landing spots for them yet. So that's part of the fun. But obviously, baseball is starting. The World Baseball Classic is going on right now. So if you want to you want to do prop bets on that, you can do that. But the regular season is almost underway here in a couple of weeks. Over my birthday weekend, I think, is when the season starts. We've got golf. I saw some people posting today that won a bunch of money playing fantasy golf. More power to you. Not my thing. Um, hockey is underway. We have the NBA season. Just a lot of different ways that you can take that deposit that you put on underdog when you use code DHH and make some money out of it. If you want to put $100 in, they'll match it and give you 100 bucks. so you'll have a couple hundred dollars to start off with, and it's pretty awesome. My favorite way to, to play is the NFL. I like the prop betting system. I got so close on some big hitters this year and just barely missed, so you know I'm going to be at it again next year. So once again, use code DHH for your deposit up to $100 matched. All right, let's start here. Franchise tags. They've been divvied out. The deadline has come and gone. There's been some players that have signed extensions to avoid the franchise tag. And we're going to go right into James's team because there was the two biggest pieces on the New York Giants are now under wraps. At least one for one year, the other one for four years. So, James, talk to me about the Giants moves this week and what your thoughts are, thoughts are not only for real football, but also for fantasy, of course. Well, we'll start off at real football. You know, everybody knows I'm a big Giants fan. Saquon Barkley, okay, you got the free agent tag. I'm okay about that. I'm sorry, the tender. Oh, my gosh. Totally messed that up. Franchise tag. Well, which is Uh, it? Yeah, it's the franchise tag. The Giants had a hard time deciding, so. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm I'm having a hard time reading the show sheet, apparently. (laughs) But... No, uh, Saquon Barkley got the franchise tag, and I'm okay with this. As long as he doesn't get let go or anything like that, I would have rather him get paid the bigger extension, maybe a three-year contract. That would have made me happy. I am not. I was not on the Daniel Jones side of getting a contract done. I don't think that he was worth the 164-year contract that he got, $160 million, that is. 164 and, years. Holy cow. Daniel Jones is locked in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he better show up or or we'll be. It's like a, a Kenny Galladay move. I, I'm nervous that they just made the same move with the franchise quarterback being signed. 
Yeah, I think it's one of the, um, you know, when you talk about giving a guy $40 million a year and it's Daniel Jones and he's had one playoff season. Yeah, I could see the uh, the concern, but in this market, like, yeah, what are the alternatives at this point? You know, do you want Aaron Rodgers? Like, I don't think so. Like, He may be going to another New York team. Yes, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. But not only did Daniel Jones piece fall into place in the quarterback market, but also Geno Smith signed a three-year contract extension which includes $40 million guaranteed. You know what? Great thing for Gino because he went from an afterthought into being one of the more efficient passers in the NFL last year. So he's going to get $28 million in the first year of the new deal with $75 million over three seasons. Um, he'll have $30 million in incentives. This deal I like because Seattle is like, you know what? You had one good year. We're going to give you incentivize you. Now, keep in mind, they still have a top six pick. They could Number still take five. a quarterback. Number five. They, yeah. Yeah. So they could still take a quarterback, Anthony <laughs> Richardson, maybe, and have him sit for a year or two under Geno. Wouldn't shock me. They have extra picks, too, in some of the deals that they've made. So really interesting to see what Seattle does. But good for Geno. He was a great fit for them last year um, and looked the part. He had a great season um, kind of out of nowhere. So great story for Geno. Other franchise tags at the running back position because it's only 10 point. Oh, nine million. So just a shade over 10 million bucks to get franchised. Josh Jacobs is returning to the Raiders. Tony Pollard is returning to the Cowboys. And we talked about Saquon returning to the Giants. Um, what this did you next guys one is big news, though? Yes. But what did you guys think of the running back moves here, Tyler? I liked them. Uh, I mean, 10.9 or 10.09 is about where they should be paid. Like I get Pollard probably wants a big contract, but to be honest with you, he's going to be 26 running backs. Uh, is he a guy that can coming off an injury? Full, yeah, carry the full workload coming off a big injury. It's it, it's perfect for Pollard. He makes 10 mil. You're, I mean, you're running back, and I get that sucks. You're not going to get 16, 18 that Saquon wanted. I think he hit the right spot. Uh, Jacobs, I think it's perfect for him because he's still young enough to where I think next year he can hit a bigger payday, a longer term, maybe a three-year deal. And, yeah, I mean, I think that market is perfect. And, I mean, there's tons of tons of running back news uh, Delvin Cook could be on the on the move because of his big contract, but you know, if I think it's like twelve mil on the books or something like that, so it's there's going to be a lot of musical chairs at running back. Yeah, oh, and yeah, going sure. going to Daniel Jones, like I was thinking about it, we all thought like thirty million is perfect for a mediocre quarterback, but the salary cap's going up. Is forty million now that mark, and like fifty million is now the high quality player mark, and Pat Mahomes is just severely underpaid. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the way this market shifts, especially with the way the salary yeah. cap is adjusting year over year. So I agree. And as James alluded to, ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Jaguars have franchise tagged fantasy's tight end five overall, Evan Ingram. So unless the two sides can agree on a deal, Ingram will earn $11.3 million under the franchise tag in 2023. So your boy, he's coming back. He got paid. Calvin Ridley got reinstated. Yeah. So Jaguars are ripe with pass catchers now between Ingram, Ridley, Christian Kirk. Don't forget about Zay Jones, by the way. Um, you know, they they re-signed Jermichael Hasty, So that offense is looking like it's going to be pretty consistent. And Ridley will only be the new addition there. Um, yeah, so I, I love that move for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know you probably love it as well, James. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Evan Ingram. I don't know if I will have another hot take um, as hot as the one I put out last season. <laughs> I should retire on my hot You already takes. flew close to the sun. Don't fly into Oh, it. man. <laughs> definitely um but i mean if if you thought that that was hot i mean the panthers what they did to acquire the number one spot overall from the bears this week was just amazing dj moore the number nine overall pick a 2023 second a 2024 fourth a first and a 2025th second so uh, all in all what two first two seconds and dj moore and dj Moore, DJ because moore. because they just want to Yes. So uh, I and David and Putney. So we're talking yeah. about Seattle having the five pick and possibly getting Richardson. There's a scenario where Arizona trades back, which they're talking about, and the top four picks are quarterbacks. It could legit be I can all see quarterbacks. Yeah. And that that one shocked me. Like the Colts could be stuck with their like the last pick, kind of how who like the Josh Allen year when Josh Allen was like kind of the the last but not least type quarterback yeah. like oh what well, Josh Allen's there. Uh that could be him. And it's it's going to be a very interesting fun draft because this changed everything. Like Baltimore right now with Lamar. 
Baltimore probably saw that trade and like, damn, like <laughs> they only need they only need to give up two first for Lamar. Yeah, they have to pay him, but it's Lamar. Which, right. by the way, Atlanta, if you're not pursuing Lamar, I am very upset. Apparently, nobody's pursuing Lamar. So, like, nobody but everybody is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, to be completely honest. Oh, yeah. There's no way a 26 year old franchise quarterback, former MVP, gets on the market and everyone's like, nah. I was listening to uh, Pat McAfee's show and they had um, Pac Man on, which was great all week. Great addition. Uh, and he was talking. He's like, if if Atlanta lands Lamar, look at their team. Like they got Pitts at tight end, and Lamar loves throwing the tight end. Imagine that. They got Drake Lennon, a big receiver, which Lamar yeah. would need because it's inaccuracy. Well, Zacchaeus. I'm kidding. And like say they <laughs> and do, like, like say they do land a speedy receiver on the outside. Like Atlanta is prime for it. Tyler Algier can run the ball, especially with Lamar. That actually and this running back up. class is deep. You can add a guy yes. later in the draft that will complement him. And, and then they to. can just focus, like, that offense is set. Then they can just pretty much focus on the defense. And Arthur Smith has worked with a mobile quarterback in Tennessee the whole time. Like, that, he gets the elite running quarterback. To me, it just makes no sense that they wouldn't be after him, except for the fact, like, oh, I'm an old, old white, so this is what we have to do because he didn't accept his, yeah. It's, so it's ridiculous. Yeah, so that's going to be obviously a situation to monitor. But, I, you know, kudos to the Bears on this one. I wouldn't be shocked if they trade down from number nine as well. Oh, yeah. And, and just keep acquiring imagine and acquiring and get, acquiring. Imagine if they get Carter at nine. Could definitely he's, happen. He's fallen. Yeah, could definitely happen. So, Or they trade back up and get Will Anderson maybe. Who knows? There's a lot. They have a lot of flexibility, which is what you want to have as an NFL GM, I think. Um, other quarterback news, the Dolphins exercised Tua Tagovailoa's fifth-year option. He'll be paid $23.2 million for the 2024 season. The fifth-year option, fully guaranteed. Um, I would say it's probably going to rule out them pursuing Lamar Jackson after the draft. They did trade uh, for somebody today, though. But they did trade for somebody. And the yep. not-so-important, the Rams acquired tight end Hunter Long as part of the Jalen Ramsey trade. There was a 2023 third-round pick in Hunter Long going to the Dolphins. The Dolphins obviously had a spot at cornerback because it looks like Byron Jones' career is unfortunately going to be over due to medical issues and some injuries that um, he's having some real struggles with, uh, which we never want to see, like life struggle yeah. stuff. Um, so Jalen Ramsey is going to go to South Beach. Personally, in this one, like, okay. Like, Jalen Ramsey, I think, is still a solid corner. I don't think he's the Jalen Ramsey that he's been in the I last have, few years. But I do have a theory. Okay. He switches to safety. They are in need for a second he played, safety with He Holland. played safety Bingo. in college at Florida State. A damn good one. I'm happy about this move. I have him in comic book league. Yeah, so and, and very, if he switches to safety. It's have him and Brandon Jones back there. I would do so, that. So once again, listen to the Pat McAfee show, and they're talking about the Ramsey trade. And Pac-Man said he had the opportunity to switch to safety, and he wished he would have done it. But, you know, he had a bigger head. He's like, no, I'm a corner. That's what I am. And he said he could have lasted five five more years in the NFL if he was going to play safety. Ramsey's that cocky player, so that'd be interesting to see. And and Pac-Man actually said he's he talked to Ramsey, and he's like, hey, man, you should switch to safety. And Ramsey's like, I don't you know. Like, Pac-Man kind of hinted at that he's had the conversation with himself because yeah. he's still not old. But if he plays safety, he could play till Harrison Smith age, which also Harrison Smith for IDP players, he looks like he could be a cap casualty. The Vikings losing everybody. And they did cut Adam Thielen this week, so uh <sighs> he is now a free agent on the streets. I think Same he'll have a pretty Rogers. I think he'll have a pretty decent market for Adam Thielen. Um getting back to Hunter Long, prospect I really liked out of Boston College. He's local to me, so I watched his career quite a bit. And I was hoping that Gasicki would leave as a free agent and it would be Hunter Long season, and then he gets traded. So now I'm hoping Tyler Higby gets cut or traded, and then it's just Hunter Long season in uh Los Angeles. That would be great because I think Hunter Long is a good player, underrated. Yeah. Um, his measurables were great. He had a good coll collegiate career. So uh, I have him in a few of my tight end premium leagues because, you know, I'm a tight end sicko. And Hunter Long is one of the guys that was a really good value. Third round pick, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, yeah. So it'd be interesting to keep an eye on Hunter Long and what happens with Higby there in the Los Angeles Rams locker room. Speaking of the Rams, former Rams quarterback Baker Mayfield, it looks like might be on his way to Tampa Bay. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reports the Buccaneers are expected to pursue him as a potential starting quarterback option in free agency. We've been hearing a lot of BS about like, oh, we're just going to go with Kyle Trask. Um, one of their Tampa Bay B reporters this week said that they plan on kind of blowing it up. Um, so wouldn't be shocked if they kind of just go, they, they start to trade some pieces on draft day, maybe a Mike Evans, and they try to blow it up and try to get one of these quarterbacks next year. 
would not shock me whatsoever. So Baker Mayfield still has some value in Superflex. Um, any starting quarterback has value in Superflex. Uh, and Baker played pretty well last year uh, for the Rams, I think. So interesting to keep an eye on that. Some quick notes um, before we wrap up and go to our wide receiver landscape. The Saints, the Saints did sign tight end Juwan Johnson to a two-year contract. He's a fourth-year tight end, former receiver. He set career highs in 2022 with 42 receptions for 508 yards and seven touchdowns and 12 starts. He really flashed really well. And now that they have uh, their quarterback in place with Derek Carr. The, oh, we kind of passed that by. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Derek Carr is their quarterback in New Orleans now. He signed a long-term <laughs> deal in that same $40 million a year range that Daniel Jones did. Um, and did you know the first thing he ate when he was uh, in Louisiana? Great, great culinary city. A beignet? He went to freaking Chipotle. Oh my god! Well, I just lost him. You know, I just lost disrespect for the mascara didn't have, king. Didn't have a po' boy. Didn't have any. Nope. He went to seafood. freaking Chipotle. Yeah. Come on, dude. But anyway, I like Juwan Johnson as a sneaky tight end, especially in your tight end premium. He's got the athleticism. Could he be like a Darren Waller? Sure. I don't see why he couldn't. Um, he's athletic. He's big. So I like that. In a puzzling move. The Houston Texans went out and signed a wide receiver <laughs> and they got Robert Woods on a two year, $15.3 million contract with 10 guaranteed. He was released by the Tennessee Titans previously, um, you know, a year coming off the ACL. He wasn't the same Robert Woods. Tyler, do you think this, do you think Pass. this is a good fit for Robert <laughs> Woods or you're just like, nah, I honestly, I think it's a great thing for like Mechie because Robert Woods kind of came out of the dark. He, he was a Buffalo bill pick and kind of came out of the woods. Those failed Bill res- receivers ended up being good for everyone yeah. else. And, and it, he kind of came Except out of the Sammy woods Watkins. and then... And then he became, come out of the Robert Woods? Yes. Beca- thank you for catching on to that. <laughs> um, and, you know, became something. I think it's going to help Mechie in the process. You know, he's recovering from his leukemia. All signs point to him being ready for camp, which is great news. We'll talk so about it in think, a little bit. I think this is good news for the receiving core. But I also think it has uh, significant. I think Brandon Cooks is gone. Yes, meaning to Brandon Cooks being shipped off. Probably draft night is what I'm going to guess. He's definitely a draft night trade. I think we're going to see a handful of draft night trades. Oh, yeah. uh, Which I love to see. Like, you love to see it, uh, which would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of players that I could see getting moved on draft night. So to wrap up the news, we talked about Adam Thielen real quick, but Sterling Shepard did resign with the Giants. Cool. There's targets there. If they don't attack the wide receiver position, they re-signed Isaiah Hodgins, which I liked because I like Isaiah Hodgins. Um, and they've got Wandale coming off an injury. So I would suspect they probably draft a receiver. I don't think there'll be players in free agency because this free agent class sucks. You said you said it weird because the news I got was Sterling Shepard's knee, his good knee signs, and then he's going to give it to Wandale Robinson. You know, it's when be Sterling Shepard is healthy, he's a really solid player. And it's I think he's like a three-legged right? race in the slot receiver position. Yeah, three-legged Shepard... race is only with Greg Olson when he was with the Panthers. Honestly, I think Wandale Robinson would just be better off carrying Sterling Shepard on his back because Shepard would definitely get hurt during that race. I mean, Shepard's not realistically now. Shepard's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. No. I like the veteran aspect in the room. He is one of the only veteran receivers that I would actually trust. Can you go um, all day, duh? <laughs> he gone, man. Is he, even, is he going to be out of the league, Galladay, or is someone going to take gonna a have, camp flyer on him? He's going to have his contract on the line. Is he doing He'll the be, Brandon Marshall? Here's the thing. He just disappeared. The Patriots will pick him up as a camp body on a minimum deal, and he's going to have to try to make the run. That's a classic when and they picked up Eric up. Decker, when they got Ocho Cinco, when they've got like <laughs> Reggie Wayne was a Patriot for a little bit, if you remember. Like they're classic. Like let's uh, let's look in the trash bin. And see if we can get anything. I'll That's Kenny Galladay. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe he'll get signed with the XFL and then. Yeah. I mean, hang on. Josh Gordon's flourishing over there. You never know. All right. Before we get into our wide receiver landscape, of course, I want to tell you about our long, long standing sponsor, Trophy Smack. If you haven't got your trophy already, dude, what are you doing? Like, be a better commissioner. You should have had it done. Do you should have had it delivered already. Your, the, your champion should be enjoying it. It's March already. Get off your ass. Go on trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING. Get that free $60 championship ring with the purchase of a trophy or belt. They've got all sorts of options. They're expanding their selection all the time. Customizable stuff for your losers. You've got grills if you want to have like, you know, fantasy grills. If you're like, you know, into that Master P era of hip hop. Um, Lucas mouth guards or night guards if you need to. (laughs) And and for Master P area, that is why my username on Xbox is DE is about it. 
because I was a Master P fan. So there's some fun facts about me. But anyway, go on Trophy Smack. Uh. Get your trophies. Get your loser stuff. It's all on there. Code DHH ring. Lego. All right. Wide receiver landscape. You know, wide receiver is probably as deep as it's ever been. I've got the DLF ADP in front of me, and I've looked through it, and I'm like, man, you've got guys that like wide receiver 40 that like Elijah Moore, DeAndre Hopkins, Gabriel Davis, like all these guys. I'm like, wide receiver 40. Wow. Wide receiver is as deep as the abyss right now. There's a lot of stuff going on. But before we get into some of the stuff, we're going to talk some buys and some sells. I want to know where do these rookies fit? We've seen the combine. I think we've fleshed out a little bit. Like our wide receiver rankings are a little bit more solid. They're not as like a loose stool. They're more of a solid stool. Um, Good fight. Still a crapshoot for these rookies. Yes, absolute crapshoot. They're going to make a mess. Uh, So I want to know. I think JSN is the consensus wide receiver one after the combine and seeing guys like Addison Fall and Quentin Johnson. Just uh, I just can't get behind him. Anywho. So, James, out of this list, where would you have JSN in a startup at the wide receiver position? Ooh, at a startup position, I, th- I think we talked about it last week when we when we went over the combine results. Like, JSN is, is in a tier by himself, and then there's a, a pretty big drop-off before we get to the next wide receiver. And I'm putting him right there, like wide receiver 15, 16. Ooh, all right. Until at least we know what team he lands on. I mean, because if you look at at the current ADPs for startup, I mean, you're talking about Drake London, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel. I think he fits right in with those types of talents um, as far as his elusiveness on the field and his physicality. See, I've got him more in the wide receiver, like 18, 19, 20. I wouldn't. I would want Fair Michael enough. Pittman and Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Drake London over well, Drake JSN. London. Drake London wide receiver twelve, and to me, Landy's spot dependent. JSN could be right next to Drake. I've London. got DK on this. And sorry, um, for me, like for JSN, I have. I'd probably have Doug. I agree, fifteen to twenty-one without landing spot right now. Mm-hmm. But still, like that's what a third, fourth round pick. In, in startups and a super flex startup, probably yeah. like maybe fifth. So, yeah, I, I, I like his high ceiling. He's a route runner, a guy that's going to catch a ton of passes, going to be a volume vacuum. So, for me, I, I think the safety's there and the upside is definitely there still. So I a like lot that. A volume there. vacuum. Can you get that on a shirt? Volume vacuum. Volume vacuum. I like that one. The double V, if you will. <laughs> v squared. Don't look it up. These <laughs> don't look yeah, don't Google it. Um, so what about Jordan Addison? Because Jordan Addison, you know, great collegiate career. He won the Bolitnikoff. He played on with Pitt with Kenny Pickett. He played with Caleb Williams at USC. Everyone thought Addison was, the, you know, a good candidate to be the wide receiver one. I think he's still probably the wide receiver two in a lot of people's eyes, but this wide receiver class is not great. Um, so with Addison, the the measurables, the height, the weight, the 40 was like you know, it shrank his probabilities down a little bit. So where do we have Addison slotted, James? Uh, I think he's in the in the mid-30s, to be honest. Okay, um, so quite a drop-off. Quite a drop-off, yeah. I, I would put him almost equal to like a Juju Smith-Schuster or a... You'll see, I got Juju way down. Where Mike Evans-ish. I, I would probably put him over Mike Evans at this point just because of age. But Team dependent. Like, yeah, not, if we're going startup wise, it's all based of like, hey, in this startup, are you going for the title the first two years? Are you kind of just shit in the bed going for youth? I agree with that. Yeah, I have him actually at wide receiver 25. I still really like Addison as a player. Uh, to me, the speed doesn't bother me. The size doesn't bother me. He, to me, is almost a spitting image of Kelvin Ridley when he came out. It's just he changes speed. He's a great runner. He uses his ability to get open, which is perfect in today's NFL. And size and weight and all that doesn't matter. And Devonta Smith has shown that. Like Smith is taller, of course, but when it comes to size, I think he's we're got getting, freaky long arms too. Yeah, we're getting to the point where we just need to kind of look the, at the, size. The new NFL receiver, they're not coming out at like 215, 220 pounds. Like, like Quentin Johnson. Yeah, if you look at most of the receivers, like even in the last couple of years, these big alpha dudes, there's not a lot of them. It's mostly these smaller, slighter framed kind of guys. And um, I think that's why maybe people love Quentin Johnson so much because he has that traditional outside receiver, tall, seemingly fast, athletic. 
um, which we're just not seeing as many of. Well, yeah, um, you look at last year and Drake London was the outlier. Like before, it would right. be Garrett Wilson is the outlier at receiver uh, among these bigger type receivers. Now it's like the opposite. Now you like see receivers this. over six feet aren't nearly as common as they used to be. Yeah, agree. Yeah. It's everyone's like 5'10 or 5'11 or shorter. But yeah, corners are getting super tall and super lanky. So it's almost going in the opposite direction. They yeah. used to be tiny. And it used to be the tall, big receiver with the tiny corners. So it's like, uh, you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's a shift in the in the landscape of the of those positions. So, yeah, I, I would probably have Addison probably probably wide receiver 30 ish in that range. Um, one guy that's really kind of shot up boards and he tested really well. He added some weight. He had a, a beautiful career here at Boston College. Another BC kid is Zay Flowers. So I like Zay Flowers a lot. One of the best route runners in the league. Shiftiness. He plays aggressively. Um, I like him a lot. Tyler, you don't like Zay Flowers as much as James does. No, for me, it's it's mainly there's a lot of these guys in this draft. A lot of the small slot guys. Okay? And I do like the measurements. And hey, James, he's compared to Tyler Lockett, which yeah, is great. I heard that. <laughs> so, uh, I, if Tyler Lockett is his outcome, perfect. But that is, I think, his ceiling because well, you, know, you had watch, a great career. You watch his his college tape, and I think there's a different in, difference in play. They try to use him like Tyree Kill in Boston College, get him out in space. Tyler Lockett was more of a deep ball, uh, big, deep ball tracker type guy. Mm-hmm. In his days in Kansas State, Kansas State, yeah, he did, you know, do punt and kick returns. But... Lockett didn't have a lot of catch and run long touchdowns. Yes. It was mostly air yards. Yes, 100%. Type of scores. And, yeah. and if Zay Flowers lands in the position where, you know, he lands with the team that's going to use him like that, perfect. But for me, um, I do like the talent. I I do have him a bit lower. He's like in the 40-ish range for me in a startup in, the, in these receivers. I do think he's safe, depending on where he lands and his draft capital he gets, but... I'm not sure about the ceiling. If I'm drafting early second, late first, and I'm a championship team, you know what? I'm going to go for the home run swing. And for me, that's what I'm looking for. Well, that makes sense. Any uh, thoughts on uh, Zay Flowers, James? I agree. But, you know, like I said, I, I have him a little bit ahead of uh, Quentin Johnson, and we ex- we expressed our feelings on Quentin Johnson last week. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into it. But, no, I, I thought the comp was very good to Tyler Lockett. Um, we heard it all combined. Hey, I never we, heard that. <laughs> and um, if if that is his ceiling, I'm happy with the ceiling. I don't think that he's going to be a first round pick in this draft. I think he's definitely think at he least a day two guy. If he does, then his stock is going too high, and and that's when I'll back off a little bit. Yeah. Um, but as of right now, if he lands it as a day two pick for the NFL on a team where he could be eventually in a starting role in a need needy spot. Yeah, I'm down for him. Gotcha. Let's move on to Quinton Johnson. To me, the most polarizing uh, out of these wide receivers in the top four or five at the position. Because for for me with Quinton Johnson, I see like one really good season. And I see like all the players that we've seen, like the Kevin Whites of the world. Like, I don't know. There's there's just something about his game that I just don't. My heart tells me, my head tells me that he's going to be a bust. And I could be totally wrong. But what I see on tape... I know he's athletic. He's got a good broad jump. Like, I don't know. There's just something about him that doesn't, it doesn't feel safe to me at all. So like I have the 108, 109 in some leagues. If he's there, I'm going to pass on yeah. him. And I've got him ranked closer to James than I do Tyler. James, you have him at wide receiver 56. Tyler, you've got wide receiver 38. I guess there is a ceiling with him because of his um, athleticism and size. But James, I'm with you. I've got him. I've got him lower than Tyler just because there's just, my gut tells me that like, he ain't it. And maybe that's unfair, but sometimes my gut so, works out. <laughs> so I, I do kind of want to rebuttal. I am not a, a big fan of his tape. He he brings it into the body. That's a big thing for me. If you're not showing, you can catch with your hands. His drop rate's really high, too. Uh, but during the combine, and I get it, is a, it is the combine. He didn't fight with the ball. He had an amazing gauntlet drill. Caught the ball with his hands and not his body. It's shown me he's trying to work on the negatives, and he knows his negatives. Like for me, like Kevin White came in, he's like, "No, dude, I'm I'm super athletic. I'm gonna rely on that." Quinn Johnson, I feel after the combine was like, "Hey, I have warts, and I need to scrape these things off and, and you know clean up my game a little bit." So is that how uh, you clean up warts? You she's greater, off? man. Uh, <laughs> like genital warts, or <laughs> no? That's a comb. 
<laughs> Wait, no, that's a different one. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but what I saw in the combine was perfect. Like he's showing he's working on his craft. He needs to catch the ball away from his body. He's a big guy. He's he's athletic. I don't think he's as as athletic as Kevin White is. So maybe the mentality of like, hey, I can just win because of that isn't there yet with him. And personally, he's super young. He's 20. So he's got room to grow. It just depends on what team he lands. Like say Kansas City does take him and he I'm not falling there. for it. I, nope. I get he's gonna he's gonna fly up draft boards if he goes to Kansas City. Oh but yeah, it'll be like if, anyone else, like Hilaire and all these other guys that they land with Mahomes and then it's like one, everyone drooling. I'd say one eleven or one twelve is where I'm comfortable taking him in the rookie draft. He's right next to Flowers for me. They're pretty much back to back and I, I can swap them either way. But it all depends on what you want. Do you want safety or do you want that home run swing? And if you're a championship team, like I said, go Quentin Johnson. Go for the home run swing. Because if you hit, you just added to that championship roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good mentality to have uh, around that. So let's get into some buys. We're going to start with Tyler. Give me some players that you're looking at ADP and you're like, wow, that's really low. And I want that player on my roster like meow. So Jahan Dotson for me is easily the one because he's kind of the forgotten rookie of 2022. I actually got offered a trade to move up in the first round. Jahan Dotson was the move-up piece, and it was only for, like, three picks. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, what? Like, what are we doing here? Jahan Dotson should be a first-round pick in this draft. I'd take him above Quentin Johnson and Zay Flowers easily. 100%. And right now, he's wide receiver 34 and 86 overall on DLF Superflex ADP. And on DTC, he's valued at 18.6. Now, that is pick 109. I would do that. Same. But for me, mentally, I think you could go a little lower. 112, 111. Once that draft starts and that player starts falling, like say somebody's in love with uh with a Michael Mayer or a Kincaid, that's an easy swap for me. Give me the receiver with Howell who I think is going to throw the ball over the yard. Uh yeah, I I love Jahan Dotson's value right now and for me I I think it's a slam dunk. He's just forgotten. Nobody wants him. Yeah, so it's, it's a weird uh, thing about him. So, James, give me one of your buys real quick. Yeah, I'll piggyback off the 2022 class. Um, Jameson Williams, currently wide receiver 25. I'd be willing to give up anything after the 107 in a super flex league. After the JSN leaves, after the quarterbacks go, um, and then Bijan, of course, maybe a Jameer Gibbs. And then that's it, man. I'm I'm out of the first round, and I would definitely try to trade for Jameson Williams. He started showing production Towards the end of the season, he had one really blow-up game with one big catch, but we saw the speed, and we saw that no one else could catch him on the field. Only had a 25% snap share, so most of the players, dynasty players out there in your leagues are looking at the numbers like, oh, no, 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 no. They're not watching the full context of the player and what he did in college. We already have DJ Shark, didn't get re-signed with the team. He's an unrestricted free agent that opens up the door for Jamison Williams this season. And I think it's a no-brainer. If you're going to really target a, a wide receiver with a late first-round pick, um, I'm trying to go for Jamison Williams, and I'll be happy with the Jahan Dotson after that if I don't get Jamison Williams. So Jamison Williams is going to kill the Vikings each and every game. You want to know why? <laughs> they the have Vikings, no defensive backs. The yeah. Vikings gave I up. could go for five for 60, I think, against the Vikings. The Vikings gave up that 12th pick to trade back, and Detroit pretty much gave up nothing to trade back. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you did interdivision, it's a position that you now need. <laughs> and he's a perfect, perfect player that you guys needed. He's going to burn the Vikings every game. It's like Moss with the Cowboys. When the Cowboys passed him up and Moss came into that stadium, caught three he catches, all over him. like 150 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. It was and I'm like, not worried about the Amon Ra St. Brown narrative no. there because no. I think both of these guys can eat. In the offense, so, one one is very tricky on the outside with the speed integrated as Jamison Williams, and then uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. He just catches are, everything all are over we the there? field. He's wide receiver five, and I saw that. And I'm it's close. Myself, like, yeah, I almost did me, it, but no, I, saw, I think I saw he it. can stay there. I saw it, and I'm like, I think I'm okay with it, but I didn't have that easy feeling. Like, yeah, I think I'd rather have Garrett Wilson and a little little extra change, but. For me, it's like, oh man, like he's right at that sweet spot where you could get a good amount. Oh yeah, I, just a time. Just a side note on Jamison Williams because I know he's kind of a hot topic in the dynasty community. I was listening to the late round quarterback podcast with uh, JJ Zacharyson, which is excellent, by the way. If you like yeah. a short format, fifteen minute, like in and out 
really great podcast. It's one of the podcasts that I listen to religiously because I really like JJ's content and he backs it up with statistics and, and all that kind of stuff. So he did give up some warning on Jamison Williams is that compared to other receivers that played the same amount of, you know, snap share and things like that, that Jamison did in his first year. Um, he, he gave us a laundry list of first round picks that played like, like AJ Jenkins and guys like that. Now I know they didn't have the collegiate career that Jamison Williams did, but if Jamison Williams is going to be successful in the fantasy space, he will be an outlier. So he was just like, Hey, be cautious because the history tells us out of this eight player sample that, that like none eight. of these guys yeah. hit. And I get that Jamison is on an, another level than some of these other guys, but it gave me some food for thought. So I like the opposing kind of outlook um, to be like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize that that I, was kind of what I, he was up against kind of thing. I get that. But those I, 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 I heard that episode and I feel like those players that he was comparing against didn't have the Detroit is holding him off till he's 100 percent narrative. No, because Detroit came out and said, hey. He, yeah, it's just something. To, it's just something a, to think about. Yeah, that's all. yeah. He really didn't start playing until what week fourteen. And every time season? he stepped on the field, it was like he's different. Like he yeah. is. I'm gonna give you my buys, and they're boring because I'm thinking about like on most of my dynasty rosters, I'm contending, so I don't have the like rebuilding mindset right now on pretty much all my rosters. I feel like I'm contending on all of them. Oh, you champs huh? up in here, huh? Yeah. So <laughs> I, those trophies for me, <laughs> trophies it's, give, me give me the Keenan Allens. Give me the new Hopkins of the world for a 2023 second. If I'm contending, cause those guys are still going to be target monsters. Keenan Allen looks like he's going to stay in LA or yep. yeah, he's going to stay in LA because they restructured his deal. They're not going to cut him. Hopkins. We know is probably going to get moved here sometime soon. And wherever he goes, you know he's going to get targets because people are going to give up a second-round pick and something else for him. So give me the nukes of the world. I mean, he's like wide receiver 40 in your startups. He's he's low. You can probably give up a, a late mid-to-late second and get Hopkins. And in this particular class, yeah, I'll take Keenan Allen and Hopkins over some of the guys that are going to be available in your 12-team leagues. I'm just like, eh. So that's the move that I make from a buy perspective. Tyler, you got any more buys that you want to go over until we get to some sales? Yeah, I'm going in your neck of the woods. And Ooh. that is uh, Taekwon Thornton. Now, he's a second-round pick. Guy is super, super fast. You know who is really good at using super fast players in, in college? Alabama. And uh, B.O.B. <laughs> is back. Bob is back. He's the he O.C. Is. And like I said, knows how to use speed with his receivers, and he will get them open. Now, Taekwon, it seems like he is moving up that ladder this offseason. They are kind of, depending on if they move for Hopkins, which I don't think hurts Thornton at all because he's a different type of player. We talk about speed with Jameson Williams. Taekwon Thornton, I think, is close to him. Like, not there, there, but Thornton has different, different making speed, and he's tall. Yeah, he's lanky, but he showed me a lot this past season. He is, uh, he caught, he's he smart. The, Catches the ball away from his body, so you're not bobbling it like uh, we're worried about Quinn Johnson. You know what? I don't have to spend a first-round pick on Taekwon Thornton. No. I can legit give up a mid-third because he is worth on yeah. D DTC 1.7. 1.7. Yeah. He is was a one of my screaming values in rookie drafts last year because he wasn't getting drafted until the late third, sometimes fourth round. Yeah, he fell because in the, he Because he went to the Patriots and people, you know, they were like, well, his profile. I have a lot of Taekwon Thornton. So, you know, I love this personally. And, and yeah, I think the wide receiver room for the Patriots, Devontae Parker is probably going to be back because he's only five million bucks, which is fine. I thought Parker played well for them. Kendrick Bourne might still be a salary cap casualty, which I don't think he should be. I think they just need to use him because I actually like Kendrick Bourne as a player. Jacoby Myers, I don't think they're going to resign. He's going to get paid way more than they're going to be comfortable with. Um, watch out for Braxton Berrios coming back, though. Oh, God. Um, oh, boy. So I, I like Tyquan Thornton. I don't think the Pats are going to spend first round draft capital on a receiver. They need a lot more, especially with Devin McCourty retiring, the offensive line being a bit of shambles. Uh, if they were to, Harris, free agent. Yeah, if they were to spend a first-round pick on a receiver, A, they never picked the right one, and B, I would be like, you have way other more pressing needs. So I like Tyquan Thornton making a, a nice little jump here in year two. So I like that one quite a bit. And, and they use him out of the backfield and stuff too. He's a smart player. If you watched him in the preseason when he was playing a lot of snaps, he works his way back to the ball. Like he knows what he's doing. He's very smart. Um, so I think that uh, he is a great option to buy. Any any other ones on there, Tyler? You got or just uh, that icon, right? That's pretty much it. I've got one last one. Yeah, go and ahead. we mentioned it at the top of the show with John Mechie. Uh, he's wide receiver sixty nine right now. I love the number. Ooh, nice. Very nice. Um, 
and early reports in January stated that he would be ready for the offseason programs. So he's a 2021 second round pick. And yes, he was battling with leukemia. But wouldn't the narrative just build value to this guy coming back with from leukemia, ready to go? And right now he's only worth what? Uh, I'd give him up a, a mid 2023 second for him. If someone's willing to do it, I think you I, get him for a third. You get it for a third. And you can get him for a third. I've seen him go for a game well and the 23 mid third. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and the Alabama production was real 96 receptions, 1142 yards, eight touchdowns. That's the kind of guy that you want on the outside. We talked about Brandon Cooks possibly leaving. They signed Robert Woods. I'm not worried about Woods. It looks like it's going to be Woods, Mechie, and Nico Collins for the Texans this year with a brand new quarterback. Um, they're, should they're I say CJ Stroud? The, they're, no, they're going to get Bryce Young or Stroud. They're going to get Bryce Young both or them, Stroud. Both of them. Bryce Young has chemistry with Mechie. CJ Stroud is <laughs> insanely accurate and would fit so well with Mechie. So, yeah, like it's a win-win. That's a win-win. Like, go buy John Mechie right now. Right. I've got a couple of buys just real quick. Uh, two of them, veteran receivers. One of them is Donovan Peoples-Jones at wide receiver 65. I already so bought I, him this offseason. Yeah, I don't think the Cleveland Browns are going to make any aggressive moves at the receiver position. I think they're just going to roll with Amari Cooper, DPJ, and David Bell going forward. They really can't afford to splurge on a receiver with Cooper's contract, Watson's contract, obviously. They have some needs on defense and um, you know other things. So I think that they're going to be solid with DPJ. And I think he was sneaky really really good he's obviously growing as a player and i think he could be a guy that i don't want to say he could exceed amari cooper's production but i wouldn't be shocked if the gap was closer this year because i think dpj is a great athlete and i think his game fits with deshaun watson really really well and then my second one is brandon Ayuk at wide receiver 32 we saw brandon Ayuk have a really solid season you know, is San Francisco going to be able to re-sign him when he becomes a free agent? I don't care. I love Ayuk as a talent. I think he could be a wide receiver one for any, a lot of teams. You know, he's the wide receiver two because they have Debo, but Ayuk is just super consistent and he's valued at a wide receiver three when he performed more like a wide receiver two for most of the season. So I think Brandon Ayuk is a really, really nice buy as well. He's not the sexy name. They're going to be like, oh, there's a lot of mouths to feed at the Niners. I'm not thinking about like today. I'm thinking about, the next stop when IU could be an alpha yes, for a team in free agency or a trade. I that that you nailed it. Uh, for me, he is a prime draft day trade because he's on the last year of his contract. The Niners I, love picks. Niners love picks. They don't like paying you know a lot of these players like they should. And for me, I think Shanahan holds him back a little bit. If IU was like for me, I think he could make a tremendous bump up, kind of like. Uh, AJ Brown did like just kind of like he's not AJ Brown, but I think he could have an insanely good season. I think Ayuk is is like a bigger version of CD Lamb. Like I I love it, and they got the same mentality, kind of the same attitude. Ayuk mm-hmm. needs to kind of let loose with that attitude because I thought that's how he is. Like he's he's a dog. He needs to let that attitude out, and I think Shanahan suppresses it and is like. No, and they no, no. and they've had some obviously over the years. They've had some little bit of strife between Shanahan and Ayuk when he was in the doghouse and then he got out of it. So there's been some kind of weird stuff there. So I would not be surprised if they move Ayuk. I mean, they spent a, what a first round pick on Ayuk, you know, a few years ago, maybe they're looking to get a first round back. The wide receiver market could bear that. Absolutely. So they're not going to be able to pay Kittle. They're not going to be able to pay McCaffrey Debo and Nick Bosa and be able to give Brandon Ayuk $20 million a year. What if the chiefs trade for him? cool that would be awesome I would, <laughs> I would love he would be the instant alpha it'd be him and kelsey all the targets and i yeah, would he'd, love he'd, he'd fit perfect with tony yeah so i love Ayuk at wide receiver 32 go get him now if you can so let's flip the coin a little bit and tyler talk to me about your cells and the first one i will vehemently disagree with you i i knew you're going to but there's one that <laughs> i want to kick you in the face i agree with or i disagree with you so much <laughs> so michael pittman is my cell Wide receiver 19. I, I do like Michael Pittman as a player. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's he was a wide receiver one. I don't think he's a wide receiver one. Uh, the tree, the team is in transition. And for me, the, what a, what does the new OC and slash head coach do with him? Does Psychic. he like does he like a different type of player better? He treats Pitt, him like A.J. Brown. But A.J. Brown actually plays tough. Pittman. I think Pittman plays back, tough. He backs off a little bit. 
and he's been criticized for that, and I agree. Uh, he's going to have a rookie quarterback. Who knows his what the dad was nicknamed is. the Pitbull. He doesn't back down, bro. You've seen his dad compared to him, though, right? Well, his dad was yoked out of his <laughs> yes. mind. He had the David Boston supplements going through his veins. Yes, name. exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's got a contract here, and he's going to be around 26. He's He was an older rookie coming in. So, you know, contract here, he's going to be on the older side. But for a receiver, it's not that big of a deal. No. But for me, he's a perfect wide receiver 2-3 for a team. He gets seven for 76, five for 50, and then, yeah, he has the big 100-yard game. Um, for me, he is he's rated at a 22.6 on DTC, which equals a 1.07, so which is the 107 in draft. JSN or Pittman, or even like Levis or Jameer Gibbs over Pittman. So Gibbs that's kind of the range where you're going. Uh, JSN could be there. I think I'd rather have the youth of JSN and the potential. Uh, and with Levis, quarterback, if he hits, Pitt, he, he's going to blow Pittman out of the water for value after yeah. a year two. And Gibbs, running back, if he hits you know, any remote ceiling, the position scarcity will trump his value. So for me, that's where I'm leaning more selling Pittman. I, like I said, I like the player, but I think people hype him up too much to where – they I think it'll be alpha. it'll be interesting once the quarterback lands there. Yeah, like say like it that's is gonna Levis. make that's gonna make a difference. What if it is Levis? Who I think has... this is I think this is definitely um, team roster building one hundred and one. Like if if Levis does land there, then Michael Pittman's stock goes up, and Michael Pittman, you probably could trade him. Let's for be honest. One hundred and seven. Any of the quarterbacks land there, draft. his stock is gonna go up. It doesn't matter if it's Levis, Young, Stroud. Fair. Richardson. That's well, fair. Richardson, maybe not, but like I still think that he would be a good fit. So uh, after they get their quarterback of the future, do you think it's the selling point of Michael Pittman? I don't think his value changes because the person who rosters Michael Pittman loves Michael I think Pittman. is, is going to want 105, 104 due to the receiving class. Yeah. But the person that's probably trying to trade for him is given 112, 111. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, you're stuck in a in a tough place with him trade value but if you can i think i would give Pittman for jsn and i think that can actually happen like say during the draft jsn's on the board you want him i think to a team that's more competing thinking they can compete i think you could probably do that yeah james who you got as a sell uh you guys are gonna hate me jalen waddle okay but i want full return i want 100 percent full return i want two first round picks if it's a single QB league, I want a top three pick. If it's a super flex league, whether or not you're going to get that for Jalen Waddle, because there's always the Tyreek Hill narrative, um, the Tua struggle narrative. But to, in all reality, he was a, a top 12 QB I mean, wide receiver two years in a row. Yeah. So I'm all about holding him if I can't sell him. But if if I'm looking to get out and I am still if I'm can if I'm not contending, I am selling Jalen Waddle right now. You know, I, I know to. I, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I, like the 103 range, I get. Like if you are rebuilding, you need a quarterback, and you're going to take a chance on somebody. Okay, that's fair. Right. But I mean, still, Jalen Waddle could probably fetch that quarterback in season. Personally, maybe. All right, guys, I'm going to give you mine, and this is going to be a this is going to be a heater. I'm not listening. I'm putting you on mute. But my sell is uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I, I said it a month ago. So only here's here's the thing though. This is only if you need to rebuild and stockpile picks. Maybe Justin Jefferson is your best player. And you're looking, you take a realistic look at your roster and you go, all right, I have the 101 in Dynasty startups. And I look at my roster and I'm like, I don't really have a lot to go with that. So this is what I would do. If I own Justin Jefferson, I'm in that position. I would trade for, you know, maybe a couple firsts this year, and I would load up on 2024 picks if the person had them. Because I think like the 2024 picks, we all know that like there's going to be some great prospects next year. And this year is a little, little slight, little light. And maybe you get a player on top of it. Someone's going to offer you a godfather deal um, for Justin Jefferson because they all know he's the one-on-one. He's amazing. He's one of the funnest players to watch. This isn't anything against him as a player. But from a st strategy standpoint, you got to know when to hold them and you got to know when to fold them. And you know you got to know when to cash in those chips and push them all in. And Justin Jefferson is a perfect player where if you can get a haul of a return for him, then I think you have to do it if you're in that situation of like, 
am I going to win? Am I not? I don't think I have enough juice. Then you have to. You have to as much as it sucks. And maybe you drafted Justin, Justin Jefferson at 107, 108, and he fell into your lap, and he's been awesome, but you haven't won anything, and maybe you made some bad rookie picks. This is the time to sell Justin Jefferson because he's on a historic pace through three years. And I would just be looking to entertain offers. And I think you will be able to get a silly offer from teams to obtain Justin Jefferson. So there you go. <laughs> I got, I got, I mean, I, I, have, I've been a that is, that team is, in UDPL and I traded for him. And it was mm-hmm. only due to my wide receiver depth and our buddy Memphis wanting more depth. So I, I almost traded up. for him last year and I didn't you push him it. a little bit further and I should have. Yes. So he's a player that can definitely like in season, you're sitting there kneeing yourself in the nose because you're not, you're not, he's not on your team getting 20, 30, 40 points a, a game because he's just so consistent and dominant. He's a definite difference maker. And that's, those are the type of players that, you know, win your championship. So I'll just leave that there. Yeah, totally fair. All right. What other cells you got there, Tyler? Let's go through uh, them real quick. This one is going to be uh, kind of hit, wash, re- like a a green. This is the guy uh, that, like, uh, Tyler just doesn't like this player and still doesn't Chris, like this player. Chris he's Olave. Take, he's take locked. Chris Olave. I mean, what changed there? Hey, Derek Carr's coming in. Things are changing. You've watched Derek Carr, right? <laughs> can't throw the, the deep ball at all. He doesn't throw the deep ball. He's scared. He's scared that his mascara is going to wipe off because he's going to have some tears roll down. But nope, Doug, we all know that's false because he tattooed those bad boys on. <laughs> so <True. laughs> he doesn't have to worry about that. He's wide receiver nine. Wide receiver nine. He's like a second round startup pick, third round startup pick. No, thank you. You know, there's a hive out there that was like Chris Olave over Wilson for offensive rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so honestly, God, Carr is a souped-up version of Andy Dalton. <laughs> it's a non-redheaded put, eyelinered version. Of you, you put. He's like some, the emo version of Andy Dalton. You put a spoiler on that car. Boom, Derek Carr over Andy tint Dalton. Some windows, tint the shades. Tint, yes. Put the whistle put, tips on. Woo woo. Yes, got some whistle. Like that is Derek Carr and Andy Dalton <laughs> in a nutshell. He he never takes chances deep. He's valued at twenty seven point one, which is around one hundred four, one hundred five range on DTC. Give me that quarterback, quarterback rookie. I don't care if it's Levis, Richardson, Young, or Stroud. I'm taking them over him. Heck, give me JSN over Olave because you know what? In college, he was the better receiver. He was. So give me the uh, volume vacuum and give me Trademark that player pending. over the guy that. You hope gets a deep ball here and there in the game, and Carr takes his chances. But you know what? We all know Derek Carr, and that ain't happening. So, I think this is a clear sell. Like when I saw that, I'm like, "Whoop! Thank God nobody picked him." All right, James, give us a not so hot takey sell. Not we so need, hot takey cool sell. Off a little bit. Devontae Adams. You can you could sell Devontae Adams. Who's quarterback, quarterback in question? Man. Who the hell knows? Jared Stidham. For Jared you? Stidham. You know Will that was Levis. my buy last. Levis. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's all going to depend on what the draft says. Uh, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is the, you know, floater there for a year or two. He so knows McDaniel's well enough. Right? Yeah, I, I think it. I think that actually might be the route that that winds up happening. It's just a little hot. He does take. like porn stars, and Vegas is a perfect spot. Yeah, I think it's a perfect spot <laughs> He's a for handsome him. Gentleman. You know, um, he is. He but really Devontae is. Adams, you know, his he's still produced with Derek Carr, so that me- leads me to believe that he will produce. With maybe Anybody? Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, and he's, he's like still ranked like inside the top Osweiler twelve for dynasties. Thirty years old already. So if Derek Carr is a super version of Dalton, what would Garoppolo be to Derek Carr? <laughs> That's a really good question. Derek Carr, like, is Jimmy Garoppolo Derek Carr after five beers? He's Jimmy Gar. J- Jimmy Gar. <laughs> Jimmy nope. Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Caropolo. So much better. Sorry, yeah. James. That's okay. Caropolo. I'm never good with these things. It's okay. I, I'm going to give you my last sell here. And uh, it's another one. It's a, it's a top 10 receiver. It's Tyree Kill at wide receiver six. You all hate Miami. <laughs> We're just like, <laughs> sell all the Dolphins. So. Um, it's Tyreek. I think it's one of those things that we've seen players with elite speed. I'm not saying he's going to fall didn't off. Didn't he just break? Like, like didn't he, he win the he 60 won a race. meter? He won a race. 
He also made a boatload of cash by having most of his money into a signing bonus. 24 mil, I think. Yeah, a lot. Um, And it's not, this isn't against Tyreek as the player, but he's at wide receiver six. I I don't see him going any higher than this at this point. Fair. So for me, it's Tyreek. He's getting into his late 20s. He relies on speed and physicality. At some point, you know, a lot of players and Tyreek could be the difference. He's look, he's been, a, he's been an absolute freak his career. So he could be the outlier. That is completely possible. But at wide receiver six, I would start to entertain offers on Tyreek Hill and see if I can move back to like maybe a wide receiver 11, like T Higgins plus or someone like that, a younger receiver or a Chris Olave. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> if you can get a wide receiver plus, maybe you get a, a Higgins and a first like back in return for Tyree kill. I'd be willing like to do that, that because Tyree kills not getting any younger and that speed with a lot of players like him. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was great in fantasy for a handful of years and then he, and then the speed wasn't there anymore. And he was, so, he was a totally different player. Hill reminds me of C Smith a lot to where I think he does last a he little could. more. Yeah, he totally could. Yeah. So, but I just don't see him eclipsing wide receiver six. No, like I, going I, forward. I, I agree with you. I mean, this is about the time when you see, wide receivers kind of slip a little because nobody wants to see a receiver with the three and could Tyreek be a possession receiver later in his career absolutely 100 percent. yeah he's, he's got still gonna hands. have the quickness he just might not have the long speed that he's had yeah he'll be a patriot slot receiver 36 years old mac jones throwing him the ball god please no please no all right before we wrap up i did want to give a shout out to our sponsor manscaped if you listen to this podcast every week you know all about manscaped the best tool for the job It's not going to nick your skin. You're not going to bleed, which is always a bonus. It's waterproof. You can use it in the tub, the shower, the pool, if you're weird. Um, It's got an LED light. So if you want to – here's the thing. You can go outside in the dark in your pool and still shave yourself because that's what it's going to allow you to do. Do you really (laughs) want to go in your pool and then your kids jump in the pool the next day and come out and they have like little little hairs everywhere? Have you ever owned a pool? (laughs) Have you ever been in the ocean, James? Oh, have you yeah. ever felt seaweed in your feet it's disgusting it's I was the just worst I was in it's so it bad is the worst. i can do the ocean but as soon as my feet start to hit seaweed i'm out i'm just well, like imagine the hair clipping anything that would just anything gross in the lake like up here how, in the how big of a too. bush do you have bro up here up here in the lake stepping on anything that feels like grass or anything nope i'm out get yeah. me out of there i'm not uh, about those i, I love manscape but i'm not joining you on your scuba diving hair trimming adventure Doug. fair I'm enough sorry. but the good news is it's a wireless charger you're going to get the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer so you can clean up that area as well and not only that you're going to feel great you're going to look great but you're going to smell great with the crop preserver the cleanser and the reviver all the good things to make all the areas welcoming for your lady or man friends everybody's going to go there it's like a party there's a red carpet you're checking names and you're like, check me out. That's what Manscaped is going to allow Deep sea manscaping with Doug next week on the DHH podcast. Yes. So use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. Manscaped, your balls, they'll thank you. I also don't want to give a shout out to Dynasty Nerds. If you want to check out their film room right now for prospects, highly recommended. Pretty much any prospect in the draft is going to be in there and you can check them out on DynastyNerds.com. Sign up for the Nerd Herd. Use code DHH for 15% off of any subscription. Not only do they have the film room, there's trade tools. They have a calculator as well, an extra Nerd Herd episode, prospect scores, and the Dynasty GM. And not only that, you can go on Verdian Global and check out some DHH gear. You need a hoodie. Summer Spring's right around the corner. You need a t-shirt you can rock while you're running errands. Check it out. DHH merch on Viridian. You can search that. I'm really excited. Uh, You know, side note, a lot of exciting things going on with Fantasy Cares right now. So I love that Scott has got some live drafts lined up overseas in London. London! Um, Lots of really cool stuff with Fantasy Cares. Sign up for Scott Fishbowl 13. You can go on their website right now and sign up for that and compete against us because we're probably going to be in it. Look out. Uh, I'm looking... Looking forward to the live draft in Boston again. I know Tyler's going to go to one in Minneapolis. Did you go to a live draft last year, James, or nah? No, no. The Philly one never filled. All right. Well, we're going to get the Philly one That's filled. That's weird. We're going to get whiz wit this year. You, th- you, throw, you throw a cheesesteak on a table. I feel like you could get 12. I mean, I know at least <laughs> I think it's like one a dark night other situation. You throw a analyst out of over. Philadelphia yeah. that we all ate. <laughs> Shane. Um, <laughs> he is the worst that could person. meet me there in philly for the live draft yep and the fantasy football expo is going on in august just a lot of really exciting things in the fantasy football space Free so i want to give a 
want to give a shout out to them. And yes, we are going to talk free agency next week because free agency, the tampering period Love this. Love starts this. tomorrow. So we're yeah. already going to hear all the rumors about this person signed a deal at 1201 on Monday, but it can't be official until Wednesday. Yada, Aaron yada, yada. It's I'm excited to see how this running back market is going to flesh out because I don't think it's going to be hot in the beginning. And like players are going to start to sweat come Friday or Saturday when they still don't have homes. Can I tell you why I hate Aaron Rodgers quick? He said, he said he's going to make a decision quick and not hold up a team. He literally sent out a cryptic tweet today about his plans, and it showed nothing. Mm-hmm. So he is loving this, and I hate it. Like It's like, <laughs> dude, we all know you're he's going to douche. the Jets. Just announce it. He the Packers don't douche. want you. They're going with Jordan Love, who I think is going to succeed and be better than you. Yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah, douche Magoo, Aaron Rodgers. So that's all I got this week. Free agency. It's going to be super duper exciting. So shout out to all our sponsors once again. For James, for Tyler, I'm Doug. We're going to see you next week with all new landing spots via free agency. Lots to talk about here on the Dynasty Happy Hour.